Keep up with local news and events. Rich Larson hosts a daily newscast Monday through Friday, as well as updates and other community news. And it's free. Stop by KYMNRadio.net frequently and look for updates on our Facebook page for news stories and community events. KYMN Radio is 95.1 The One. That was our, uh, for this week, our sports producer, Colin Landstanner. We appreciate his uh, help as uh, uh, we fill in for Jeff Johnson, who is uh, enjoying a hard-earned vacation out on the uh, the West Coast. Or not on the West Coast, but out, out West somewhere. Anyway, coming up. <laughs> that was the uh, the dulcet tones of the Northfield School Superintendent, Mr. Dr. Matt Hillman. Good morning, Matt. How Good. are you, sir? I'm doing great, Rich. We're so happy that Jeff has had a chance to get away to those that undisclosed location, and are hopefully he's getting some rest. <laughs> or something. You know, at least he's enjoying himself. That's what we're hoping Very for. Very true. Yeah. We, we could disclose the location, but I, uh, I I fear that his millions and millions of followers would just descend upon that area. So we don't, Yeah, I think we don't we'd, we'd have to call an extra security i think you're right uh we're going to talk a little bit about uh what's going on with the uh summertime in the uh the northfield school district but more importantly we first of all we have to uh, discuss the fact that um i think it's no secret that uh, dr hillman is, is quite a fan of the minnesota twins Probably unhealthy at some points, yes. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, this, is, this is going to be quite a week for the Twins, maybe, possibly. But you were at the game last night, weren't you? Yes, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, again, we attempted to give the ball game away, but, uh, you know, had some late-inning heroics. And, you know, I've, I grew up in New York and grew up a Mets fan. Always right. loved the Twins because I right. have family here. Right. But um, but it's been a long time since I've seen a pitcher score the winning run. <laughs> And uh, you I, know, I Kent going out as the pinch runner, but I, I didn't realize that's the fourth time in his career that he's been used as a pinch runner. So is that right? You know, Kent is an excellent athlete yes. and, and really yeah. just a smart baseball player. So you know, again, the ball Dalai Lama, Rocky Baldelli, Rocco Baldelli, <laughs> just does a great job of putting the people in the spots to help the team be successful. We were just having a debate in here uh, earlier this morning that um, uh, the the brain trust, uh, the Falvey Levine Baldelli brain trust, might uh, be in trouble at the end of this year. And personally, I think if 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 those guys are in trouble right now, uh, shame on the Twins uh, ownership organization and and shame on Dave St. Peter because you, you just can't you can't. It's one truly bad year. You can't turn things over after one bad. I year. think people need to remember where we were in 1990. <laughs> right. Remember that was a worst to first. Exactly. You know, anyway. So exactly the, the, the pieces are there. Yeah. Uh, the leadership is there. The just it, there needs to be some strategic moves, and I, I really hope that they keep the core of this team together because I think that there's a lot of stuff there. You get to go out and get a couple of good. Um, you go out and pay some for a starter. I yeah. think we've got a great chance in uh, 2022. But yeah. I'm the eternal optimist, as you know, Rich. God love you, man. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit what's uh, about what's uh, what's happening this summer at uh, over North. We, there was no uh, school board meeting last night nope. because the board is only meeting uh, one once time a month. in June, one time in June, and one time in July. Okay. Twice a month, of course, the rest of the time. Okay. Um, but just a little different cadence in the summer, and sure. so no board meeting last night. Uh, but you know, certainly happy to talk through a number of different things. And yeah. the first thing I'd like to share is just really wanting to wish uh, our director of buildings and grounds, Jim Colseth, just a, a great final week with the district. So Jim is retiring. Uh, Jim started in the Adina Public Schools as a bus mechanic when he was 18 years old. And he worked is his way. Right? Oh, it is. He, yeah, he, I'm, a, and, I'm a product of the Edina Public okay, Schools. Okay, well, he, he, he probably was, worked on my bus. Well, he, maybe. He, I'm, he, off, I'm awfully old. Well, you know. <laughs> 
so you know, Jim had a great career at the at Edina Public School, serving yeah. in a number of different roles, including head custodian at a couple of different buildings. Sure. And uh, he came to Northfield as our director of buildings and grounds six years ago. And Jim's contributions, the the legacy that Jim is leaving the school district is so multifaceted, Rich. Uh, he has just revolutionized the position of director of buildings and grounds for, for a number of different reasons. I think the most visible things that people in the community see are, of course, his leadership of the $41 million bond projects that right. happened over the last couple right. of years. Jim really led the district charge being the main point of contact with our architects and with our construction management firm from Knutson Construction. And Jim's level of expectation for things to be done right, Jim was really a champion for our taxpayer to make sure that they got what they paid for and that our kids got what we want them to have. Absolutely. And his his experience really led uh, led this project in a way that we really got exactly what we wanted um, and made sure that the contractors and everyone else you know, fulfilled their obligations. And so as anyone who's done a construction project, no, everybody's got good intentions, but you got people coming together. It requires coordination and collaboration. And yep. Jim's work as our, our main point of contact really uh, was great on all levels of those projects. So that's his, you know, those are obviously his, the most visible legacy that he has. Jim has been a master project manager. He uh, joined the district just as the long-term facilities maintenance program that was a new program from the state was really getting rolling. Okay. And so you know, we have a fairly short window, Rich, to get school projects done in the summer. You think I we're done imagine. like the second week in June. We have people really coming back the yep. third week in August. And so yep. you've got this really short window in Minnesota. And you know, of all the projects that Jim led, I can count on less than like a couple of fingers the ones that didn't get done, you know, right before they were supposed to. <laughs> and again, that's because Jim was so thoughtful about looking ahead. He was starting to plan the projects as soon as the school year started. He was planning the projects for next summer because he had a ten-year plan. He was starting to execute the ten-year plan. We were getting the quotes by January, getting on those contractor schedules by late February, early March, so that the day that kids were out, we were able to start those projects and. I think that that's one of the biggest contributions he's made to the district. Uh, beyond, though, you know that part of his job, the other thing is that Jim has really been an influencer in helping students try to look at career technology and education fields as a career path. Is that right? And so there's things like what, what Jim has done. First of all, when we started the Northfield uh, Career Technical uh, Employment Fair, which mm-hmm. is a, a piece that we do every year for middle school and high school students, mm-hmm. Uh, Jim made sure that his department was represented there because there's a lot of technical positions within a custodial or or buildings and grounds department. So he was always there talking about the equipment that we use. Why is it a good career pathway? Um, When we were talking about how do we get kids, you know, experiences and training, Jim stepped to the forefront right away and said, you know what? We offer a boiler um, licensing class every year to our own custodians. I'm going to get to that in a second. We could invite high school seniors who have an interest in that. And so that was Jim's brainchild to say, hey, let's give kids an opportunity to learn these HVAC systems if they'd like to for free of charge as a senior. I, I just That is so important because I for, for so long, uh, I think society has pounded into the heads of a lot of kids that you got to go to college, you got to go to college. And frankly, there are just some kids that probably it's not the right thing for them to go to college and 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 we are as a society we're short on people with 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 skills and trades and and it's great to have somebody in the school system like that to uh maybe offer some uh some other alternatives that's just that's fantastic. well and, you know as you know 
uh, Rich, our vision is to prepare every student for lifelong success. Yes. And we really don't think it's our job to define what lifelong success is for right. them, right? And I think when we think about, we use that term college so globally, but really what we're doing is we're wanting to prepare every student so that they can have a choice when they graduate high school. Yeah. So if you want to choose a four-year college, we want every student to be prepared to do that. Yeah. If you want to choose a two-year technical school or you want to have a, a different certification pathway, we say yes. How can, we want to say yes. How can we help you? And sure. It takes everybody, right? Our teachers are the ones who have you know the most influence over kids, of course, every day in the classroom. But leaders like Jim Colseth and our buildings and grounds team, they also have a lot of a lot more influence than I think most people realize. And you know, beyond the the boiler certification mm-hmm. course that we we've tried to never, we, we struggle to get kids to you know to, to try to to join that, but. Um, because of the way that Jim advocated for this and the relationships he's created with his department, uh, we have a master electrician on staff, Duke Bjorkland. Yep. Awesome, awesome, right? Yeah. And when we were talking about this, when Jim was bringing this up about how could we model for kids, Duke said, well, you know, I can I can have a an apprentice be my electrical uh, license allows me, my master electrician license allows me to have an apprentice. Would Jim, would you like me to see about maybe us looking at an apprentice for the summer? And so wow. this will be at least the third summer that we have uh, had a, an apprentice for our master electrician. This summer it's Tommy Rice, who's a recent graduate of Northfield High sure. School. And these young people are doing real work. I mean, they are learning alongside one of the best. Right. Duke is so patient. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's very thoughtful and organized. And it was Le- Jim Colseth's leadership of his team at the Buildings and Grounds Department that spawned these ideas. So it's it's a. I think when people think of buildings and grounds, I think that they think of the things that they see, the custodians, yeah. the marking the fields, the right. mowing, of, but there's right. so much more to it. And Jim has really revolutionized um, that position. And he really has also left a legacy in developing a bench. So we try to create some career pathways within our departments at Northfield Public Schools. So I'm really proud of the work that Jim has done to help get his custodians, provide them opportunities for leadership experience, so that when a head custodian position opens at one of our buildings, that they are ready to apply for it. And then again, building their that career ladder within our school district. Northfield Public Schools is a great place to work. And there's a number of people who we have who have started out as a substitute custodian. Right. And so I think that that's, you know, Jim's legacy, you know, is really about strong project management, delivering for the community on our bond projects and making sure that they got what we had said we were going to give them. And then again, developing people. And as a school, um, we expect everyone to participate in helping advance our vision of preparing every student for lifelong success. And Jim Colseth is an example of how in what you'd consider a non-traditional education position that you can do that. Yeah. So his last day then is Friday. It'll be Friday, yes. And he's had an excellent six-year run. And, and actually starting today for the next four days, Jim is helping transition uh, our new director of buildings and grounds, uh, Cole Nelson. Okay. Cole comes to us after uh, five years working as an assistant uh, construction uh, coordinator with the Rochester Public Schools. Great. And so Cole comes to us with some experience from a much larger district and again, yeah. some of that project management and some outstanding relationship skills. So we know he's going to build on the legacy that Jim has left and he's going to take it further. So uh, if people in the community know Jim Colseth, you know, please make sure you congratulate him on yeah. a great career. And if you, when you see Cole around, please make sure you welcome him. Well, we certainly wish Mr. Colseth the very best and, and welcome, Mr. Nelson. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah, great. So uh, you said something about wanting to talk about work teams this summer. Yeah. yeah. So I think, again, one, a lot of people might think that in the summer, you know, things kind of uh, are slower at the school district. Yeah. And it certainly doesn't have the same cadence as the school year, Rich. 
But uh, the key thing is there's a lot more going on in the summer than people think. The last time that I visited with Jeff, I gave some data around our summer programs, right. which have rebounded right. well beyond what the 2019 registrations and were. Those are underway right now. Oh, right? yeah. They've yeah. been they've been underway. In fact, our summer, our, what many people would think of as summer school really started this past week. We're looking at our kindergarten through eighth grade uh, summer school programming. We're looking at it a little differently. We're thinking of it as an on-ramp to the school year right. as opposed to an off-ramp. It's a, it, it, sounds, it sounds like a small thing, but it's a big deal because it's about getting kids ready for the next sure. grade as opposed to trying to identify what deficits did they have in the right. previous grade. Right. And that growth mindset is really important. I think this is a great idea because re-entry <laughs> into a school year is so tough. It's, and it's, giving them that, that kind of yeah. running start. We've got the Olympic Getting that running start, that's yeah, just such a big deal. Yeah. Um, but we also do a lot of work in the summer to prepare for both the upcoming school year and beyond. And our director of instructional services, Hope Langston, we have retooled how we make sure that we get strong input from the people who are doing the work in our schools. Okay. And we're doing this through a, a new concept called work teams. And so rather than just a traditional committee structure, what we've done is we've identified several areas that we wanted to make sure that we had some uh, deliverable, some change, if you will, for the fall. It might be small change. It might, be, mm-hmm. it, it might not just be for this fall. It might be a multi-year piece. But we know that our teachers and our school staff, our overall school staff, all of our educators are, are one of our most prized resources. And what they see every day is so important to capture to be able to make the best decisions as a leadership team. So Hope has put together a, a work team approach where we've identified the topic. Mm-hmm. We've given those people a defined number of hours to get their work done because, as you know, a lot of people like to admire a problem. Yes. We want to solve a problem, <laughs> so we give them a defined number of hours. We tell them what the expected decision or work product will be. Okay. And so sometimes that's a recommendation. Um, sometimes that is a plan. Um, and then they are also told this is how much this committee is going to cost the district. Okay. So they have a budget. They understand yep. what their time is, is how, how their time is being, their taxpayers' dollars are being used to pay for their time to get this work done. Mm-hmm. And there's an expected work product. And so things this summer that we're looking at, we, uh, for example, we are using more and more online products in lieu of traditional textbooks. Okay. So that's a great thing in a number of different ways because we can be more nimble and select better products to help our students depending on their needs. Sure. But you have to look at that more often. So we had a team of uh, six people from our elementary schools that took a look at that uh, and made some recommendations. We had a group of people looking at how can we better support students when they transition from fifth grade at our elementary schools right. into sixth grade at the middle school. That was a group of elementary teachers and middle school teachers talking about how can we smooth that transition for yeah. students and families? Yeah. We talk specifically about kindergarten literacy. Oh. Kindergarten literacy is so important. Teaching kids to read is right the gift that keeps on giving. Right. And kindergarten is special in yes, so many different ways. Yes, we had a group of elementary teachers look at uh, math and literacy things in terms of what are the most important things for us to do this fall coming out of the pandemic. We had a group of people looking at our fourth and fifth grade health curriculum. And so hmm. those are the kinds of things. We have a group of K-12 educators who are looking at how do we support social-emotional learning for students in this unique recovery year. We've long had, for the last several years, we've taught a core social-emotional learning curriculum in kindergarten through eighth grade. Um, We've had people specifically trained to support students' social-emotional learning. Mm -hmm. But this year, of course, is a little different. So we have you know, probably at about a dozen educators who um, have been coming together to look at how do we best support our students as we begin to recover 
um, you know, from the pandemic. And so that's just an example of just a few of the teams that have been working together that's this summer. Fantastic. Now, uh, we are hearing quite a bit uh, once again uh, about uh, the Delta variant and COVID-19. Um, and uh, I just uh, I have a story this morning that uh, at currently the state of Minnesota is at 66.5%. I haven't checked to see what the Rice County numbers are. 66.5% of the population has been vaccinated. What uh, what are we looking at as we enter the uh, look to uh, enter the the school year with vaccinations and COVID protocol and such? Yeah, so we're, we're still finalizing what any safety protocols might be for the fall. We have very limited protocols this summer because that's what the data suggests sure. is appropriate. Right. And so um, we are still working through, waiting for some additional guidance from the Minnesota Department of Health and the Minnesota Department of Education. They've told us as long as the data, you know, and the uh, case rates held yep. tight, we'd probably get yep. some similar, very limited guidance. But as we know, things can change so quickly yes. in this uh, thing. And so... I want to just emphasize that the district wholeheartedly believes that vaccination is a personal choice. Every mm-hmm. person has to make that decision for themselves. At the same time, we will be unabashed advocates that we know that the vaccine is the best tool that we no have to um, limit and hopefully finally knock out the pandemic. Right. So I think if, as I've looked at vaccination, first of all, the great news is that the last several weeks we've had incredibly low cases in Rice County. Fantastic. Yep. I think there are a total of seven cases in the last reporting period of a week. Is that right? Wonderful. It's That's Rice tremendous. County Public Health website. You can check that out. But we know from other parts of the country, especially places where there have been more limited um, vaccination, that we see some of these variants taking hold. The key thing is that we are looking at, I estimate, based on our calculations, we don't know who's been vaccinated, but we can get aggregate data. Mm -hmm. So we estimate that about half of our uh, 16 and 17-year-olds in the district are vaccinated, and about 42% of our 12 through 15 year olds. Again, that's just through aggregate data. That's saying Rice County Public Health, tell mm-hmm. us all the kids who fall within that age range, mm-hmm. who what, how many have been vaccinated. We look at the number of kids that we have right. in our district. We're just taking the Northfield zip code, so clearly that's gonna be a little bit higher. What well, we just really encourage parents and, and all folks in the community, again, you talk to your doctor about what yep. the best uh, advice for you on vaccination is. Right. If a person wants a vaccine, it used to be you have to make big appointments and wait a few days. I'm fairly certain there's several places in town you could go and have your vaccine by about 8.15 if you really wanted to get going this I would morning. imagine. And so we know that the more people that we have vaccinated, the better chance we have to really limit and eliminate uh, this threat. So right. more to come, um, yeah. and we will we will continue to do the best that we can with the information that we have at the time. Superintendent Dr. Matt Hillman, we uh, we always enjoy having you in, sir, and thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Rich. Okay. We'll be right back with uh, Daniel G. Moyer and some local news.